Hey guys, before the start of today's episode, we've got two quick requests. Can we please ask that you subscribe and share the podcast to get the word out? We'd really, really appreciate it. So whether you're on Spotify, Podbean or Apple, just get the word out there and give us some feedback. Episode <laughs> 7. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 7. Warriors, guys. Warriors. Losers. We are losers. For those, we just throw the beers away and start again. We, we, we just, a, we just discussed start. We discussed how to open the episode <laughs> for about me. two minutes before that. And then clearly... <laughs> <laughs> clearly fucked it up. I thought it was going to be I've got one, heat two, stroke, three. That's why. <laughs> I think we should keep that though. Yeah. Oh, I'm keeping it. It's Absolutely, good. Absolutely, man. It's good. Garage days. Hello, everyone. It's it's like 31 degrees. We yeah, Neville's garage. Um, Sunday afternoon. It's probably yeah. 40 in the garage. We yeah, can't right. say what the name of the podcast is because there's a federal law about naming this podcast. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> Jail answers episode mm. eight. <laughs> Jail answers. Jail answers. <laughs> um, what yeah, are we welcome drinking? Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neville, I'm here as always. Ben here. Present, sir. And Mike. And Speaky. Mm. You, you skipped out on the collector's fee to come, so that's good. I did. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's yeah. good. It's priorities, my friend. Yeah. Wearing two shoes as well. Uh, yeah, for a change. Oh. I've been taunting uh, Mike all week with pictures of stuff that are close to but not retail prices. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's so, a semi bargain, right? It's and semi-bargain. also, he doesn't have to drive to pick it up. He does already no, here. Yeah, already yeah. here. Or postage or anything like that. It is right there with bonus. Well, that's it. You've gone and done like what? Sweeten op- the pot. Like what Optus and Taos do by giving you stuff you don't need extra. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, here, yeah. sign up for this 36 month deal at, you know, yeah. $1,200 a month. Is that and we'll give you a <laughs> yeah. And we'll give you a UE boom as well. <laughs> I already have three, but this mm. one's free. Like, yeah. okay. I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Southern on eBay. Anyway, anyway, we're back. We're back. It's ah, a nice drop. This is I think a nice we got to. Yeah. All right. First of all, Ben showed up with the best fucking beer on the planet. Um, Kaiju is one of my favorite brewers, and this is the IPA called Metamorphosis. Um, it's two standard drinks, so I'm going to be aggressively lawn mowing after this yeah, episode. Yeah, that's but it. Thank you, man. I'll try nice not to fruity. pour Walker Cheers. in the Supra then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe walk, walk home, yes. walker home. <laughs> I'll be Paul Walkering home. Mm. <laughs> that was just too fast, too furious. <laughs> too slow, too anxious. <laughs> that could be the, we got the episode name, not fast, not furious. <laughs> <laughs> Moses wasn't the only one that saw the flaming tree. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, so we're back. Um, good 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 day to, to do it um we've got a few things to chat about i guess um first of all just update what have you guys been doing past two weeks plays retro come on have you bought yeah. new games yeah a bunch of new games anything special nothing too special but like realizing that if you just go like one generation back everything for that is like cheap as shit because it's not considered a collectible yet isn't it oh you mean terminally depreciated yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so like you bottom of like, the depreciation bell curve yeah so you know like, and read all the games. i think i think we were touching on that before you showed up because somebody on the podcast was running late um mm. those donkey kongs that you were playing with right um i remember us just handing it around in school like mm. at 
break and it had coca-cola stains and breadcrumbs mm. and fucking peanut butter and you couldn't find the battery clip and yeah yeah it just had sellotape on the back and stuff nobody gave a shit about what the value might be or might be worth and i think that's what you say right the the generation back yeah but give it another generation and that'll that'll go up in price well look look at any video game console like if you go with just purely nintendo to begin with the NES is expensive now. The SNES yeah. is expensive. The Nintendo sixty four is expensive. GameCube's getting expensive. Oh. Like it's, and the next one is like the Wii and the Wii U, and at the moment you get games for like two dollars, three dollars, five dollars yeah. yeah. each. Yeah. So you just hoard them in buckets at home. Yeah. A I bucket just... of Skylanders, twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like obviously there's some junk and they don't necessarily have the classics that the others have on it. But I mean, when you can pretty much yeah. get a full collection and it costs you you could probably get like every game released how about, how about power that? for like so 500 what, what about what about other manufacturers is there appeal for them now or it is. is it just selected ones like the skate and apes odyssey or whatever they're they're more expensive i think than, i've still got that actually yeah apes man odyssey. i loved it yeah yeah they're more expensive than let's say you know like a, a crappy game that was out on yeah. playstation uh all the Final Fantasies are expensive again. You yeah. know, they go up and down. Like, But it's because there's continuity new. to it and yeah. new ones are still coming out. Oh, yeah. man, I remember played the hell out of that. You know, it counted my hours. I think I was like on a 100 hours. On, I can't remember which number it was. It's like halfway through the series. Yeah. Where Cloud was still kind of like... Uh, oh, Theory. <laughs> no, it kind of looked like a bobblehead. You know, there were... There was oh. That's probably seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was early on. But... Yeah, yeah, so I mean, like, I'm hoping, obviously, it's the same in comics, like, when we pick up things that have, like, it might be a modern first appearance that, until yeah. you see what happens, you've got no yeah. idea yeah. if it's going to be gotta a huge thing. You've got to understand, with that type of stuff, it is a slow burn, but because you're in it from ground floor, yeah, you don't have any risk, right? Just don't fucking break it up or throw it away. Just keep it somewhere in a box or a crate, and yeah. if it, money comes from it, that's good. Yeah, yeah, so that's Sounds me. good. That's so you've bought a few games? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Hopefully, another games. couple more. A couple more, yeah. Nudge, nudge. <clears throat> um, sweet F all, to tell you the truth. I've had a busy couple of weeks at work. Yeah. Um, and um, just busy at home doing random stupid home stuff. Yeah. i tell you what, though. Uh, having worked... I work for a government organisation. It has the most prohibitive procurement process that when you're yeah. at home and you want to get I saw someone on LinkedIn from uh, from your your business yeah. uh, won a world procurement yes. award yeah 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 because yeah, they, look yeah. that, and that's, that's what I do for a look living, it's, right? it's really good yeah <laughs> it's, it's good um, but you know the the difficulty you have but prohibitive yeah, yeah. Uh, the government is around you oh. can't impulsively buy a gorilla again, no no again, no because no, they, they cut your account yeah. no 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 and, and just all of the stuff now which is really relevant but it's just it's hard for a mum and dad supplier to get their head around like a modern slavery act which is in a procurement oh, yes, process yes, now and yes, all that type 100%. of stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like okay yeah. here's something that's it's a six and a half thousand dollar contract i can tell you yeah. a lot about modern slavery acts because that's exactly we're integrating it into everything at the moment yeah same yeah, thing yeah you gotta understand your high risk spend categories where you're most likely to buy textiles and yep and yeah. any manufacturing coming from certain regions and shit yeah. like that right but then also holding them responsible for the act that you commit to so yeah okay i'm gonna bore our listeners but yeah absolutely <laughs> it's no no but it's just nice and if i want but getting a tradesman for my for myself yeah um 
yeah, you just go, can I have a quote? Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. You got the job. You don't think, you don't think more than that, right? <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. it's just, yeah. it's wonderful, you know? So che- I'm, yeah, I'm just... I mean, it's personal, cheaper's better. In the, in yeah, sense, right? yeah. But you also did buy your Flip King's purchase. Oh, yes, I did, which and, I'm, and you I'm peddling hard today. Yes, yes. Yeah, yep, I did. That came in. Um, a little a little bit of cleaning and just playing around with it to get it, you know, how it should be. Yeah, so, yeah. And that was, uh, yeah, Nintendo, um, yeah, Game & Watches, a couple of them. Nice. Yeah. Nice. One and two? Donkey Kong 1 Donkey and Kong Donkey Kong 2. Kong two. Yeah. yeah. I think they're probably the most sought after of the, the yeah. Game & Watches. The, 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 the people the people remember them the most, you know? Of course. And it's, the, like I told, said, it's the nostalgia of having played it to death, right? Mm, yeah. Or yeah. envied friends who owned it and you didn't own it. You had the, the knockoff version where Donkey Kong spelled yeah, wrong or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Danky Kong. <laughs> Wanky Kong. <laughs> that Danky Kang or something yeah, like that. Danky Kang, yeah. Um, yeah. Even like down to like the Legend of Zelda game and watch go for, you know, like 270. Yeah. You know, Australian. Is that the first appearance of Zelda? That's crazy. Uh, yeah, kind of. What? I'm just trying to think. Did it, Did that come before? I'd have to look it up. I don't, I don't know. But did that come before the... Oh, it would have been on um, SNES or something, wouldn't it? Uh, the NES was first, and then I think it went to the Famicom, yeah, of course. so the yep. the Japanese version of the NES. Mm. Then I don't know where it comes in uh, in regards to uh, Famicom then made what they called a disc system that plugged into the back of the Famicom thing and played mm-hmm. things that looked like more like zip discs sort yeah, of things. Yeah. Uh, and their reason was that video games were expensive in Japan, and people played them and finished them really quick. Like they've always been like, you know, really proficient with finishing yeah. games. That if you bought one of these discs, you could go to certain kiosks in shopping centers, put your disc in there, choose a new game and it would rewrite it. Oh, that's uh, smart. Interesting. Yeah, smart. so pretty much like a tape. Yeah. I, I, I expect you to say it's going to be like a disc exchange where it's like A4 is this game and well, you A5. Could buy, you could buy and you new just ones give yours like back that. and you yeah. get another one subsidized. It's cool. almost like when you like swap over gas or whatever. You yeah. know, It's more expensive to just get a whole new gas yeah. bottle and just give mm. yours back. Or you can okay. just swap it over and get a swap second and go. hand. Yeah. Um, that was next to the used panty uh, vending machine, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah, they're also collectible. That's actually how they um, sort after how they packaged the discs. Was they came in used sealed panties? <laughs> yeah, so, looked, that's the wrapping. I, I looked. I looked Post for that urban myth when I, oh, yeah, the, the couple of times I've been. Yeah. And the closest I could find was a brand new uh, underwear vending machine in a like a YMCA onsen type place. But uh, disappointing that it was brand new underwear. Ah, uh, look. Yes, it was a little, <laughs> but they, you know, they've got beer vending machines. They're all out yeah. in the street, so yeah. it's just a little bit of taboo for underage Nev, drinking. But Nev yeah. was just going on Expedia. Now he's yeah, looking yeah. up. For, uh, but yeah. I mean, dropping like, him, drop me a pin. I don't know <laughs> if it was true, but you know, getting off topic a little bit was supposedly there were like these little. I'm going to say a mix between gloves and a thimble in Japan, and it was so that you could like masturbate in public. Like you put your hand what? in your pocket. Use this came with like a little. We've massively straight off topic. All and right. then you put it in the bin when you're done. Yeah, moving right along. That was probably in the same vending machine as the used pants. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a it's, it's a, a culture road. of extremes, yeah. isn't it? Extreme conservative yeah. behavior in some areas, and then yeah. bubbles of extreme behavior. You know, but but understood. Yeah, people yeah. Are, people know that there is yeah. a faction or section of community, yeah. and they like. It's all right. Yep. Keep to themselves. Yep. yep. But speaking of anyway. Japan, I, I, I did, 
I have been um, going through Baie, which is Yahoo Auctions. Yep, I know it well. Uh, no, I you know you do now. Because that's going to be my update. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and just going through there, and just uh, I kept on missing out on stuff. I, I think I had three auctions that I was trying to snipe and just kept on getting pipped. Like, yeah, right. obviously, there's only one other person interested. Yeah, and, and I've gone through the just snipe. Made a higher one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've, they've just gone a little harder than yeah. I have because I look at the, the starting price and you're thinking, how close to the starting price can I get at this? Yeah, you know? yeah. And just being a little too greedy with it. So yeah. that's and why that's, I'm missing that's it, out. Man. Yeah. And even, even when you know that you're not even at market value, but you want to get yeah. a bit greedy well perhaps fun, you could right? fill us in on what buy is and uh, yeah so because of you introduced to buy yeah. which is a auction sites in japan and um it just uncovers a world of opportunities of things that we don't necessarily have visibility on or access to in ebay or whatever right but obviously you work through a shipping management company to get stuff and ship it back to australia um and i bought something there for flip kings that's significantly out of my comfort zone but with assurance that it would um, would enable me to move my flip kings to the next phase of value, which yep. is good. Um, so it's in my little post box somewhere somewhere in Japan, I think. Yeah, as long as it's not uh, Okinawa anymore. Hopefully, it sits <laughs> mainland Japan. In mainland so. Japan, yeah. Um, and then as soon as it gets to me, I'll I'll um, sell that off and move it move it along. Oh, yeah. tell them tell them what it is. I can't tell them. What if people on the site buys it? Yeah, what's that's that? That's true. What if people listening to this is like, oh, oh I see. Yeah, you, you're point. fearful that someone yeah. might might like copy you or buy no, what no, you're no, selling. No no, no. Oh, no, no. Really, for me, it's more um, like I, I want to be able to sell it without the guilt of mm, this guy ripping me off because I know what he paid for it. Because I know you what don't tell him what he was. Paid. Like, no, you plus know, we all know. You know, that people know. I published what I, where I met on Flip Kings. Everyone oh, knows on Grailies that if you're selling something, you're getting like two hundred percent on it. Anyway. <laughs> True. If that's assumed, I can say it. Right. Oh, look, it's, yeah. it's not assumed. People know. <laughs> yes. They turn around and go like, "Oh, look what I got in this box that also had a five dollar Hulk one eighty one in it." Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. If that's five dollars, mm. these Alf quests are like fifteen cents. You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. What I'll do is I'll post the photos when I get it because they, they, they look good. Ah, uh, look, it's, it's, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Anyway, they, they're cool. Star, Star Wars themed. Yeah. yeah, Star Wars themed. Yep. Just got to go through a detour of Wuhan to get here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Yeah, yeah. I hope not. Um, um, so, yeah, so that, 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 that's my Flip King's progress. But at the same time, um, last week we stumbled across Pop Culture's Where I Sell. And I tell you, uh, it is a combination of. It's a degree of Comic-Con where people are just so overwhelmed where nobody's making eye contact anymore and walking into each other and just staring at the merch. And at the same time, it's also like a Boxing Day sale at Walmart where they had... They, they probably would have had the first part of their warehouse was just pop vinyls and they're $5, $10 each. So people yeah. are literally walking with discarded boxes that they picked up, filled up with stuff that... You can see there's multiples of stuff. Where they're just picking it up, selling, buying it to go and sell it on eBay or whatever, right? Yeah. Or marketplace. How many did you buy? Pop Zero. <laughs> yeah. But I heard that you liked them a lot. <laughs> um, I own one. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. just just on yeah. that topic, you know, when people go, ah, oh, he's, he's sort of one of those geeky guys. He likes that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't know what to get him. I'll get him a pop vinyl. The only pop vinyls I own have come to me via that. Yeah, by the that exact route. same yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like saying, you like cars, I'm going buying your own window. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know the market of pop vinyls. I appreciate that there are some that 
are incremental in value and some that are just number fillers because it's a series every one of them have a number yeah so it creates that appeal to go and buy the ones yeah. that you're missing yeah, yeah. Uh, but then usually when marketplace when people mm. sell it and you see a wall full of it and then there's 280 or 500 of them yeah um like a percent I, i'm always keen on understanding the percentage of that is it one percent that are incremental in value because of demand or mm. is it 10 percent or is it 15 yeah and i'm sure it's exactly like comics because we buy 50 comics a month to read mm. only one might go up in value yeah, so yeah. absolutely there's no judgment there but yeah. it's just i think it takes more yeah. space yeah. <laughs> and i don't know anything about it i i let my children open their pop vinyls which speaks volumes about what yeah. i think about them <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is like no leave it in its box yeah yeah no oh, no go put ahead put the box it. in the other box <laughs> i mean it's one of those things that uh, look it, it comes down to hindsight we're never going to know but I mean, and I don't know enough about the pop vinyls to be able to tell the difference between, let's say, a bootleg and a real one. Like, a, like how you get bootleg pop vinyls? Are they bootleg? Oh. Are they only like fifteen bucks? So, uh, aren't they? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. but I thought it's just like merch. The, the vinyl ones, like, and like the ones that are like exclusive. The only difference is like a sticker on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is New York Comic Con. I'm like, but I can get the same one without the sticker. Can I not just print the sticker and put it on myself? Yeah. Like. Yeah. And they go, oh yeah, but this one like their sash is green instead of blue. I was uh, like, oh yeah. Uh, but then at the same time, little things like that happen with comic books. Comics, yeah. like yeah. you look at like you know the Those different printings houses, where they huh? just change the color of the logo, yeah. and that's the only thing yeah. different. Especially Scott Campbell's stuff. Yeah, Scott Campbell's stuff. Mm. He does it all the time. He'd have the same image template with a different ink uh, colorist over it, mm. and so all of a sudden he's got three variants of the same book, but he's only yeah. drawn it once. Yeah, you know? so. Um, yeah, each but, to their but own, look, I guess. Yeah. yeah, for me, pop the the pop culture it, it's eye opening because of the range too, right? So they had they had a live band there Saturday yeah. morning, live band. They had food trucks. Hmm. That's how big it is. It's a warehouse sale with a live band and food trucks. And obviously, I went straight to the stuff I can't afford and spent money I didn't have, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. Sideshow stuff. Uh, and all yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So because I go for the 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 oh this weighs forty kilograms and yeah, won't fit in my car. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it must be expensive. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. gets back here, stays in a box for six weeks before you no, even. <laughs> they're all out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're already chipped. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dried so tissues. So that was fun. Um, and then beyond that. Um, from a Growlancers update, we've got the slabs on the way back for Vampirilla and Goon from Supernova that's going to be distributed. And um, I've got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff on my pool table to be sending to Grant on Monday. So now we've got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic signed by the artist, uh, Camilo, as well as Teenage M Kevin Eastman Excellent. a month before he comes to Australia. So yep. that's pretty fun. Yep. Um, and they were nice enough because they actually paid a little bit of extra postage on top of what I paid them. Um, they just said, oh, look, we want to make sure it gets there as fast as possible and track them, blah, blah, blah. It just goes, shows you the nature of Mr. Eastman and his wife who corresponded with me. They, they're just like, you know, they're not in it for just the, the, the signature fee. Hmm. They're like, hey, man, we heard about the fires in Australia and blah, blah, blah. So they're really personal. And I think that's the experience people will get to um, when they're at Supernova too. Yeah. And I still think that, that like the Turtles logos are probably... You know, not a slight against any other uh, Halo slab, but I think mm. that logo, that label, is by far my favorite. That's a oh, cool which logo. one? The pizza the, one. Yeah, yeah. That. and even like just like the pure green that you've got yeah. on it, like yeah, it's turtles green. I took it from the animated cells. You'll that notice green. that, like yeah. if you walked up and they're all on display. Yeah. Sure as heck, you're gonna notice that one yeah. over any other yeah. like slab. So I don't know if you've seen it, but it's the 
t- the cartoon turtles green with and the band at the top that says signature series or yeah. or autograph series is uh talking about the michelangelo's turtles, yeah. michelangelo's bandana yeah. orange yeah. yeah so so you you see the colors you automatically think turtles and then it's a turtle label on a turtle comic so yeah. i regret not getting in on that but yeah. <laughs> it is what it is that's yeah. right that's right um, so yeah, talking about Supernova, we're going to be there in two weeks today, yeah? Yeah! Is it today? <clears throat> two weeks? Yeah, it's two weeks from today. Yeah. Um, all right, so first of all, Saturday night before that, we've got a Melbourne catch-up with some guys. I'm not sure if you guys can make it. Um, I think Mike, you'll definitely be there. But Ben, I know you've grown up with grown-up things. Yeah, I know. But um, um, yeah, so Saturday working, night, we've got a catch-up because we've got a few of the guys from Queensland coming in, mm-hmm. uh, from Fats Comics, Norm, um, Jay Johnson from... Um, Drop Air and Michael Swindles from MJ Comics so we're going to go for drinks with them on Saturday night and then Sunday we've got the panel and the panel's going to be a live podcast which is a good combo and I think it's probably going to be a challenge as well for Supernova because they've never done a panel slash podcast where they now need to worry about mics and recording and shit like that at the same time but they're great people so we'll we'll work it out through the next two weeks to make sure that, that that's there um, and we're also making the, the theme of that is going to be comic, comic, collecting comics, investing, grading, and selling, flipping, right? So make it as broad a range of subjects so that we get a common appeal around anybody who buys comics who might not have heard of Grail Hunters or the podcast before anyway. Yep. Um, so that'll be fun. Biggest challenge slash difference for us with that. We're going to be soberer. We're going to be soberer. And probably less sweary. Yes. <laughs> Can we handle it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be 10 minutes because if you take out all the swear words, I'll, have to, I'll put in swear words again in post-edit. There's no there's no delicious it's India pale ale to lubricate the conversation either. Well, I mean, so. look, there's nothing saying that we can't do it before. <laughs> yeah. But it's Pre-load. like in San Diego, like you've got your... Oh, we always have drink and draw on, yeah. on San Diego before. There's a yeah. drink and draw event on where we go and loosen our morals and our, mm-hmm. our um but what about the name tags right you read the back so i don't no one that's on the other side of it really gets to see the the back of it but it says like please do not swear you know like this yeah kind of, oh yeah there's a social responsibility message on your name tag on the back of it that you read ah, okay uh, but but uh, i mean we're we're um it's a different beast supernova and obviously it's our first opportunity to woo the crowds and hopefully the first of many where we do panels and podcasts and stuff like that. So, um, and what's technically the, best behavior, but yeah, I'll probably yeah, have yeah. a beer well, with we'll, lunch. Well, best behavior is, is relative to our normal behavior. Which Mike is will wear good. both shoes. <laughs> You'll wear your pants. <laughs> we should be fine. Is this uh, at the showgrounds? Supernova is yeah, always yeah, at the showgrounds, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And I mean, there's a, yeah, there's a few places around there to, to make a day of it too, like afterwards and go for a meal and a few drinks. Because I think it's a public holiday the day after, isn't that's, it? That's yeah, 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 that's what I was just gonna say. I think it is. So hopefully, because we we're we're Sunday Arvo, so we're deep into Sunday Arvo. Aren't yeah, we? we're yeah. pretty much towards also, the end of the day. Also, I'm it's a long sure. weekend, so Monday's that's, a public holiday, that's right? We, so we won't be sort of wrapping it up as much as they yeah, because I, I, I've I mean Mike Mike's been there too. Where on the Sunday afternoon you start thinking about the next work week already, and you're like, yeah. oh, kill me now. I've still got to unpack everything up and go home and be grown up. Hmm. Um, now you technically have another day day to recover and do do the grown up things the day after. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Um, it, it's it's fun that we kind of I see it as the closing ceremony. So come on, we're, mm. we're gonna hype this. It's so great. we could potentially crack a bit. No, um, <laughs> well, it depends. Can we no, we, like just, one of we the... just bring flags in from the countries we were born in. Yeah, oh, and, okay. um, 
Release some doves. Release some doves. <laughs> Somebody sings Walden Union yeah. at the end of the podcast. Come in wearing trench coats. They think that we're going to do a mass shooting. We open it up and just white doves come yeah. out of it. That's it. That's it. That's Nikki it. Webster's going to sing Strawberry yeah. Kisses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. excited though, guys. No, no, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm gonna be there most of the Saturday anyway, maybe Friday night, but Saturday and Sunday because of the fact that many of the people are submitting books for signatures to me for yeah. uh, Eastman and Obar, obviously that we've spoken about earlier. So I'm not gonna go through all that, but um, it does it does lead to a question that somebody's asked me via messenger as uh, um, what's the relevance of signatures on comics and when do they actually result in incremental value uh, because in many of the cases and and mike you've seen this too in san diego right where um, many of the people would be like oh ben's there ben did this comic so you just go buy the first comic ben did it might be a two dollar comic you pay ten dollars for a signature does that make that a twelve dollar comic or mm. does that make it a two dollar comic with a signature um so so there's a lot of debate around the the valuation and incremental value the signature brings to a comic um how many have you had signed? You've had a lot of signed, Mike. Yeah, not necessarily. But you also do it as a memento, yeah. right? So, look, uh, there's never going to be, like, a definitive answer. And because some it will add value to. Like, you know, if you turn around and said, oh, Jack Kirby signed this, you know, front, you know, the first page inside, without a doubt, that would add value. Yeah, yeah. But... If you get, let's say, a modern day signature, like the, it's going to be hit or miss. You could sell it for a hundred bucks. You could sell it for what you paid for it. Yeah. Like, there's no or less. answer. But yeah. yeah, so I don't think necessarily there's a right or wrong answer. It all comes down to the book, the person that sells it, where they. Oh, your intentions for you signature know, like, too, man. If you want to make a quick sale, it's high risk. If you want to keep it because it's nice, yeah. different story. I get I get stuff signed for me. Yeah. If I ever got stuff signed to sell. I'd be selective of what I got signed yeah, yeah. by who. Like, to be honest, I personally, there wouldn't be a lot of modern day books that I would rush to get signed for the sake of making money, yeah. you know? But, Are you but, going but to you do it? Because it's, it's, we've spoken about this so many times before, it's it's almost getting boring. But yeah. it's it's just how many are out there. And these, they're all, I imagine all of these creators are quite prolific signed you know yeah. Uh, yeah. at signing stuff because yeah. that you know, but it, it, it's a, it's still a pyramid right there there are people that are are popular comic gods but evasive mm. or restrictive in what they sign they'll sign certain sets of books yeah. but they'll sign one at a time yep. so you can't show up with 15 books and say can you sign these for me yeah like look they'll at sign s- one like Todd McFarlane San Diego he's he's signed 50 books a day 3 days in a row Mm. One book per person to maximize. So, so over a four-day event with 120,000 people, he does 150 signatures. That creates that appeal. Whereas if it's somebody who just sits behind a desk and signs a lot of them all the time, that demand goes down yeah. because there's so many going around. Exactly. Yeah. So, And then look at like Stan Lee and Ditko, right? So Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Stan Lee's signature still sells pretty high now because yeah, of who sure. he is. But... Is there, has there been a single person on earth that's so, like signed more comics than him? Yeah. Whereas I, Steve, I, I think people associate his name with Marvel. That's yeah. why non-comic collectors, comic collectors, mm. people in the industry understand the value it brings. Um, collectors, though, versus readers, right? Yeah. I think readers who like a storyline or a character be like, "Oh, can you sign it for me? It's worth it." Or they'll buy it on yeah. eBay because it's signed, right? Um, but people who want to invest in it will go for the higher end books. It's a bit of a pyramid. 
Right. Whereas if you yeah. got Steve Ditko, who you know became a bit of a hermit in his later years and and didn't you know, want to sign and or didn't want to sign and, stuff, yeah, yeah. like if you get his signature, by rights it should be worth much more than Stanley. Oh yeah, that has yeah. been known to sign pretty much anything put in front of him, like yeah. down to the fact that it's almost become a joke as to what he did sign. You know, people yeah. would post pictures and he signed a Batman comic that he had nothing to do with, or yeah. and yeah. but. Um, I, I, but different. I've recently seen so because I don't know if you know the value of signatures. So you pay per signature, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So like Todd McFarlane will charge on events up to seventy-five. John Romita and those guys will do a hundred. Stanley used to do one fifty Aussie, so probably one back then it was one hundred and ten or so American. And I saw yesterday um, Spider-Man modern Spider-Man comics with a signature. There's nothing special about the comic, just the signature and authenticated. They go for seventy or eighty. So the yeah. value of his signatures dropped on common books because there's so many. Yeah. But the high demand books put that same signature yes, on yeah. Spider Man fifty first Kingpin, mm. it doubles the value. Yeah. You know, because there's only that many of them that signed. Yeah, yeah. You've got yeah. a limited amount of those comics in the first yeah. place. Yeah. And only a percentage of those are gonna have signatures on them. Yeah. So And I think I think for for the the listener or the end user, it is more about why do you want it signed? Do you want it signed yeah. because you like it, it's gonna be in your collection? Great. Do you wanna sign it because you wanna grade it and sell it? Think about that. Think about the fact that you're putting a signature worth more than the comic into yeah. a slab. So you're paying twice. You're paying for the signature and the slab to, on a $10 book to try and sell for 100 Oh, look, I it's think hard, probably the biggest thrill. Craft. The biggest thrill of it, if you're into the, into the person, is you're standing in front of them. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's really yeah. where it is. And the rest is just an artifact yeah. of that, isn't it? Yeah. And you know what? Go, again, we don't have to rehash it because we spoke about it because um, Bar, James O'Barr and Kevin Eastman's coming here. That is... My memory is there. I've got a lot of comics on by them, but my memory is there is talking to them, them talking through the reasoning behind why they drew stuff the way they drew, mm. things like that. That, that five minutes, that's mm. special as fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And yeah. that was me with Steranko this year. Never worded me up saying what kind of guy this is. Yeah. Going like, he's a character. When And like, if you see documentaries, you can tell that he's, you know, I guess, eccentric. eccentric yeah. yeah. Uh, and... He's a bit flamboyant and stuff, but you, you always think like how much of that is, I guess, like a, a persona that he puts on when he's at events or when he's on TV. Uh, Neville goes, oh, if you meet him, like you just wait. And so sure enough, I went up there, waited for him to get back to his booth, went there, met him. And I was astounded by how long he was willing to talk for. There was no one behind me at that time, but I don't think that would have like deterred him yeah, talking no, for the ten minutes that he did. And he was very like personable. He told me interesting yeah. facts about stuff that maybe he couldn't have potentially said. Like I don't know, like all the stuff with like Indiana Jones that he did. You know, like saying that he did the designs. Like, yeah. And you know, like maybe these companies could be like, oh look, don't speak about this. Who knows? But he goes and does that, and he makes you have an experience that you walk away. And you go, all right, that was awesome. Yeah. That was worth it alone. And you almost forget about the signature. This signature becomes the, the least the important moment. thing it, it about it. It makes a momentum that reminds you Bert, of that, that whereas time, right? I'm yeah. sure everyone, not just in comics, but in general, you know, they say don't meet your idols. And everyone has had a time where they've yeah. met someone and they go, oh, like they were a bit of a dick or... And you're disappointed in that. I remember when I met Mike. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that, that was you at, uh, uh, that was me meeting you at Armageddon 2013. Yeah. Now, uh, but touching on that, uh, touching on, I guess, the signatures, you know, and obviously the value on it. And I don't know if this puts you in a hard situation or place to answer, Neville. 
but uh, especially with like uh, the work that you're doing with Halo, how do you feel ready-made services like Halo, like uh, Sad Lemon Comics and stuff like that, where they pretty much offer a service where they'll do an exclusive book, they'll the, promise you a 9.8, a 9.8 yeah, yeah. and it's signed. Yes, they say it's limited to <clears throat> 2,500. How do you think that you pretty much can sit at home, buy it on your phone, be guaranteed it six months later it rocks up, do you feel that, that has some sort of effect on, I guess, the standardized signature costs? I, I, I think I think there's two things to that for me. One is that's a pre predetermined value market, so um, that you, you'll pay for that the the opportunity to get a nine point eight. You'll pay for the yellow label. You'll pay for the signature and the rarity of the book. So though the real winner here is the people selling you the service and the product. They're doing both at the same time. They're probably making a margin on the shipping more than anything, yeah. right? Um, and good on them, but don't expect that book to all of a sudden boom in value because you bought it for two ninety nine and there's only two fifty. The only reason there's only two fifty is they they likely only have two fifty buyers. Yeah. Especially on more DC Marvel mainstream stuff, because they create that economy of rarity and they add on to that right um there's there's nothing wrong with it but but if you want to do it because you would like to own the exclusive and you love the artist fucking perfect that is the perfect reason to buy it but don't buy it and then put it on ebay and think you're gonna get 50 bucks or 100 bucks more does it play any sort of like detrimental part to i guess anyone else collecting whether it be to slab the book or keep it raw do you think it plays anything or changes like the the price line of a book that's got a signature on it. Um, I think I think it would impact it, um, but I, I would say that there would people people who just suffer from fucking FOMO, right? There are people who who wanted to be in that two fifty or the the first hundred that gets nine point eight or something like that, and they'll probably overpay on eBay because the first hundred fifty of them will be flipping it. Um, but do I necessarily think that that creates an economy where it's sustainable to do it every month? Is not. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Well, there um, you go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's signatures. Vince still awake. Do you have anything signed? Toys. No, boobs. No. No. Nothing. No, I do. I've got a Harrison Ford Blade Runner oh, um, yes. um, uh, photo. That is. It has to be real because it's got it's got a sticker on the back that says it's authenticated. <laughs> so is uh, a sticker a print? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. When you look at those, like especially um, sign sign pics and stuff, so many people do them. Yeah, yeah. That, that there's this assumption that because it's got something that says it's authentic on the back. Yeah, it's. But if if you if you go to the trouble of faking a signature, you're going to go to the trouble of faking yeah. authentic yeah. Well, authentication. Especially sign- especially yeah. if it's a unknown commodity where it's just a sticker or something well, like that, mm, right? Yeah. Um, and many of the events in America as well as here started doing their own certificates. Yeah. So it's got like Supernova does theirs yeah. where they actually write on it. Yeah. Right. It's like an old school. It looks like one of those little A <clears> five. <throat> certificates yep. where they say this is the crow number three signed by james obar signed you, you know what's funny yeah. about that right I, I think people know that I, I've, I've spent a long time working in a zoo now i used to work with a rank <laughs> yes I, I owned one remember yes, you owned one, i raffled right? it for yeah the, that's for right charity but I, I i was thinking look how easy these could be counterfeited <laughs> out of your local kindergarten <laughs> you've, got, you've, you've got 47 orangutans at home at the moment 
<laughs> no, so I, so I, he's got them all like a sweatshop. I got our retail. I got our retail to make stickers that we put on the back of them, so you, you know, genuine orangutan painting. Benji original. Yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, I, I, I hear you. Um, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess so that's what... I've got to ask. I've got to ask something that's probably emotive because just on signatures, um, because I've had this conversation with a few good friends about would you have a first appearance, say Punisher, Thor, Miss Marvel, or Captain Marvel, or whatever? Would you have it signed by the people who play the character? Nah. Think about it. Like I, uh, Thor comics. Can, can I tell you now? Th- modern Thor comics. Signed, signed by Thor, go for about two eighty US. <sighs> that's a tough it's not one. right price. It's like, good, but that, that's but, but, do th- buy. Like, but 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 if you had a a ninety sixty six Batman signed by ninety sixty six Batman no. Adam West, no. Oh, look, that would be more. I think it goes back to: Are we collecting for collecting or collecting to uh, resell? Like for instance. Uh, there's been people that have said, oh, look, you know, I want this book. I'm going to send it to so-and-so actor or actress to get signed. Maddie Sutton would. Well, that was Shout the out person to Matt I was Sutton. talking about. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to name. Because he, he, he likes the, do, the people who do the voiceovers too. Whereas, right? yeah. So, whereas, look, if that's what they're into and that's a like, you know, and that's a passion of his, then I'd say go for it. Mm. Do it. I mean, you've got nothing to lose. Yeah. If that's for your collection and it's never budging from that, yeah. good. Do I necessarily think that that will automatically like increase the value? For me, technically, no. It goes the other way. I don't know, man. No, no. no, I, no. Think, I think for every person like Matt and myself, because I believe in the two, I do think that if I had that opportunity to get Helen Slater to sign my first appearance at Supergirl, but I would you take do it. That? Yep. I think it would depend on what comic as well. Uh, to be honest, I would be hesitant to get anyone to sign my first appearance of, let's say... I wouldn't get like Herb Trimp to sign Hulk eighty one eighty one. Okay, yeah. one yeah. that's, that's the artist. Yeah, but it's it's more for me. Like I think that that's a first appearance. Technically, a signature's tarnishing it. If I had two, then I'd have one sign and one clean. Uh, and I would probably keep one clean until I had a second. One. I was just teaching you bets, though, isn't it? So Hugh Jackman's in the room now. No, he's not really, but. You know, if he was, and and we break out the Hulk one. You've got a friend in me. I would totally do exactly what Mike said. I'd get him to sign one copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yep. it. Paging. And yeah. and and you know, I think it's because it's a name that's become synonymous with the character, and as a result of the fact that people associate him so well with it, it makes it tough to replace him. Yeah. Like if it if it wasn't Hugh Jackman, if it was fucking Toby Maguire, yes. there'd be another Wolverine already, right? Yeah. But um, what happens with, like, let's say... I I won't get Toby Maguire to be signing my fucking Amazing Fantasy 15. No. <laughs> no. But, like, for instance, first appearance of Lex Luthor, right? Well, what's the next guy? What's the guy? Sorry. The guy after Toby Maguire. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't even sign Spider-Man 1 by Todd yeah, McFarlane. Exactly. But then, like, but would you get Tom Holland to? <laughs> Cop like, that. <laughs> In case you're listening. i get Tom Holland to In sign my boob. In your face. <laughs> Damn you for having more money than me. Yeah. No, but for instance, all right, like if we talk about Lex <laughs> Luthor as a character, yeah. would you get Kevin Spacey to sign your first appearance Lex Luthor? That's get, controversial. But would you get John, John I'd get Cryer? I'd get him to get me drunk. What about John Cryer? <laughs> hey? 
What about John Cryer? Who uh, if in? I owned First Abyss with Lex Luthor, I wouldn't fucking give a shit about signatures. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I mean, bad thing, but I mean, comic. you've got these people that, like, yeah, I yeah. personally... No, I like, get it, I get it. Gene Hackman, I'd say, yeah. Like, you know, that makes a little yeah. bit more sense, like... But then, I mean, like, you've got... Kevin All right, Spacey let's, let's stop this around. <laughs> Which Batman actor would you not want to sign any comics? Not want to? Yeah. Val Kilman? No, I'd want him to sign. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely, Val Kilmore. Because he'll draw a penis on the camera. Yes, he will. I would have him sign it because he's bat nipples. Michael Keaton? Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton would sign, be. Yeah. Um, Val Kilmer's bat nipples, so I'd yeah, make yeah. him sign on the and nipple. Draw, and draw. And <laughs> draw. And then um, <laughs> a little bat doodle would go with the bat nipple. Would you get... Um, what's his name? Uh, Chris O'Connell is it O'Connell or O'Donnell Ro- Robin and he's gone on to do like nothing but like NCIS I can't yeah. remember where, where was did... Robin which movie oh uh, Batman and Robin yeah oh no oh, I saw a post would you get him to I sign the first appearance what about Robin what's <laughs> his name um, uh, Pattinson uh, oh Robert Pattinson yeah. yeah yeah he's the new Batman he's a new Batman have you guys seen the photos yeah I saw it him on a bike street level yeah it looks yeah. more street level I think it's Unfortunately, because I fucking hate origin stories, but unfortunately, it looks like yeah, a it origin. But maybe, hopefully, they skim past dead people again and yeah. just go to year one where he's angry I'll, and mm. learning the trade. I'm just hoping that he sparkles. Yeah, That's he sparkles what I'm hoping. He like, goes, it goes the bat signal and like glimmers. I and, think it sparkles more than. And me. you know what it is? Is there's going to be uh, Catwoman as a love interest, hmm. but there's going to be Team Batman and there's going to be Team Man Bat, and they'll have him in there instead of a werewolf. Mm. And he's got, like, oh, he's got a white open collar shirt, floating and he's in the like wind. sparkling. Um, he's holding aloft the Tri Wizard Cup. It's interesting how they. Everyone's happy. Okay, we were digressing, but that's fine. Cedric, <laughs> uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Um, but. It's interesting what they're saying about the, the bat logo on his outfit. Yeah, like, it's the, the gun. I saw or that. Or their good. knives. They're saying that they showed, they go, no they, gun looks like It looks like, like, like a gun split off. Well, they said that there's like no... Uh, and no that's the gun, gun that, that killed his parents. Yeah. yeah. Ah, but they're yeah. saying that knives, they showed a pattern of this, uh, the handle, or like they, there was like these circles on these thing, and they showed that these hunting knives, like the... The switch blades are the ones where you put Oh, so you thing. think that's his mm. batarang type of thing. Or it's an actual knife. I like but... the Spyderco little like thumb hole thing that you click a knife hand, uh, the knife yeah. blade out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what that is. But yeah, yeah as far as like signatures go, I guess it's, it's down to, if it's it's risky if you're looking to resell it's a no brainer if it's for your collection. I, I think it's risky if you're looking to resell but I do think that for every person like me who'd be inclined to do something like that, I'd get fucking Punisher to sign Punisher because it, that was an amazing show and he defined it. Yeah. At the same time, it's not a hundred thousand. dollars Would you comic. get John Travolta to sign that issue? He wasn't Punisher. He was a villain in in the Tom Jane no. Punisher. Well, I'll get him to sign the villain issue. Would you get Tom <laughs> Jane to sign uh, to sign the first appearance of Punisher? No. But he was in a movie. John Bernthal's only been in the show. I don't care. Would you get Dolph Lundgren to sign Yes, I'd get Dolph Lundgren to sign anything he wants. Oh, that's too. I've got him signing like Turtles (laughs) books. Boxing gloves. (laughs) 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 Can you you sign my my He-Man's chest, please? Uh, (laughs) Just make it a little arriving. I've got him signing like the cover of Kickboxer. (laughs) Have you seen the voice cast for He-Man? Talk about He-Man. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. 
That's you, like how much budget do they have? But what, how much money did they give Kevin Smith to say, go out and play? Because, yeah. you know, Kevin Smith comes with a big fucking warning on his chest. Like, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. It yeah. also comes with, I'm going to cast my friends and family in every oh, role. Like. Exactly. That is, do what you want. The same goes for guys like Rob Zombie and them, right? They've got a cast that comes with them. It's like, you, you like buy Tarantino. the network, yes. you pay yeah. for the network. Yeah. And looking at what he's been able to do with that He-Man, if you can hype it any more than it's already being hyped, it's it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, everyone get on board and buy He-Man <laughs> stuff now. No, don't. 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 <laughs> Sell it to us. Sell it to us. Yeah. It's worthless. That's yeah. my Orko. Back off. Oh, what happened? Yeah. You haven't got Snake Mountain yet. Did that? No, no I just got to go visit the guy. Oh, okay. no, do it. We were drinking. Bloody oh, hell. which one are you having? Mm. Endeavor, we, we've moved on. Oh, I, need, oh, yeah, I, need, I need another. We, we've got uh, Endeavor Rockstar Pale Ale. I might have to crack that open now. And you're drinking this one because it didn't fall off. Uh, okay. This is to the, you know, episode 7.5. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pregnant pause while we all. So, yeah, um, just quicker. Oh, it, it, it wasn't part of today's thing, but I read earlier today uh, of today's thoughts of the episode but i read today that joker became the most profitable comic movie ever we it, talked about this how many episodes about? oh no it wasn't on the episode because the sound was shit so oh. so let's pretend we didn't okay <laughs> well we didn't have that conversation <laughs> no, no no yeah so 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 they crossed a billion it's a r18 movie yeah and their budget was 65 and they got oscar for they this. got oscar they, yeah. they won everything yeah yeah like i know it's a standalone movie and i was skeptical as fuck to go watch it because mm. i didn't feel like um they were going to do the character justice but then walking out of the movie where i was like these guys are beyond me yep. you know they yeah. surprised me to the point where they they really showed me what joker would be like today yep. yeah right that's that's what it is and if you look at a batman street level character that's what you want you want a realism i you think want, that they, i feel like our first conversation about this was awesome and yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> i think that they but, did a good thing moving away or like just straight up putting their hand up and going look this isn't canon so we can sort of play with what he could be like. As yeah. soon as they take that, say that, and take the boundaries away, so yeah. that you are not expecting, you know, a green-haired, white-faced person, you mm. know. Well, you got and, that, but, but you but did. Yes. But I mean, like, you're going in the, there thinking that he's going to be yeah, all. Go How tempting is it going to be though for these guys that have made a bucketload of cash? To introduce Batman to the Joker franchise yeah. now, yeah, well, yeah because he was he was the kid in there, right? Because look, we, we're talking about th this movie was was. It doesn't even make sense to introduce Batman because he was. By the time he's Batman, Joker will be like sixty, and, and he's already on psychotic home. drugs. Hmm. He's gonna be fucked by then. So, but maybe they fast forward. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, well, call it some some artistic license, some writer's license for doing it. You know, yeah. because you look at if. It's a study into a psycholo yeah, psychological yeah. conditions, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I think Batman is as well, though, isn't it? Oh, for like sure, for sure. That's why they work so well together. They're opposite, mm. ends, opposite ends of the same coin. Mm. They're both angry motherfuckers. One just uses it for one purpose, and mm. the other one says, I'm going to kill everybody and destroy it's the world. It's one of those mm. things, though. Like, so they're already talking about potentially doing a sequel, which in yeah. this day and age, any movie that's successful, they, they start... They're I, already I'm, doing I, it, I'm but... just surprised they're not redoing it already. Um, <laughs> it's so good, let's do it again. Mm. But at what point is it fair to say like this is the most profitable movie of all time when... It didn't have the budget of, let's say, Avengers Endgame. It shows you, you don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you I mean, like, you're watching the, Taxi yeah. Driver, pretty much. Mm. That's that's the way yeah. I got out of that yeah. movie, was 
There was mm. no flashy superhero, none of that sort of like spandex stuff that we've come to expect. And even down to the fact that, you know how like DC's been known recently to either do neon movies like... Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, the Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad and stuff like that, yeah. or they do dark movies where like it's almost hard to see like yeah. what's happening. This one they've gone like, you know what? We can pretty much do this like with like a palette of you know something that you'd watch this movie in the sixties, yeah. you know, like dulled down colors. Yeah. But it's not Saturated a dark shit. movie. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, you know, and gritty. you know, just again, I don't want to stray from the point too much. I haven't seen it, but I've seen the shots for it. Is Midway? Yeah. You know that Midway is shot in that like post-war 50s kind yeah. of cinemascope yeah. um, uh, palette. Yeah. Everything's a bit muted. Like, yeah. And it really gives you the feel of, of, of that yeah, era. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't watched the movie. And but it, I've seen I, I think that you know, without people sitting down consciously thinking, oh, that's what makes it good. Mm. But when, when they actually overlay the, the feel by introducing the... You know that palette, the mm. the saturated colors and stuff. Mm. Without you knowing, you you probably feel it's more authentic. Yeah, I, and yeah, I think the, that's what made Joker work really well. Yes, yeah, I, I, think I agree. Yeah. Worked really good with that as well. And I don't know if it's the same with everyone, but if a movie can make you have some sort of feeling towards it, or like mm. like it's doing its job, I felt so uncomfortable in certain scenes in that movie, like. Uh, where something happened and I just felt anxious. Like I was just there going like, oh, no. And then like there's bits that they sort of leave ambiguous for you to make up your own mind as to what happened. Mm. Yeah. But you go like, as things start to like get glued together and pieced together that you're seeing and you can make up your own mind, you're not necessarily right or wrong because they never tell you. Yeah, yeah. They leave it open-ended, eh? They leave it open-ended and you go... Oh, and it gives you this uneasy feeling watching it going like oh did that happen or yeah. did it not happen yeah. and I ended up like it's disturbing enough that it could happen mm. yeah. yeah and I ended up just feeling uneasy like I was like oh like I felt sick thinking about that there's, but, a, the, the, there's a lot of movies that do that um, that give you a question at the end that you, yeah. you yeah. just, just got to work it out for yourself yeah. what was the one with the um the different levels of reality where they, they, they're like... Inception. Inception. Yeah, exactly yeah, with the spinning with, top. Yeah, yeah. With the spinning top. And yeah. it's like, oh, it does a little wobble at the end. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, like, it's going... Uh, it just has a tiny little yeah. wobble and cut. And, it, and yeah, it's, it's... I love shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Like that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they do that same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. Is it, was it a pint glass? No, no, no. <laughs> it's a spinning top. And uh, they're going like, oh, but everything's working out. And then it ends with like just watching it spin. But, I mean... The last time, funnily enough, it's, yeah. it's the Joker that's made me feel like this again was uh, reading The Killing Joke, yep. where you don't know how that ends, right? He's got him on a rooftop, holding him, they're both laughing, you know, like, and, and then it ends. You don't yeah. know if Batman ended up killing him, you know, any of that sort of thing. Yeah. But then they did an animated movie where they, like, showed an ending, and I think that it sort of ruined the story that it set up in yeah. the comic like I was like we didn't need an added you know yeah, you 30 minutes where yeah, yeah. and all this like it actually worked that yeah. it didn't have one it's funny that concept of like you know how we as westerners sort of approach most storytelling yeah it, it's beginning uh, middle and end oh yeah and, and when you watch a lot of Blame uh, William Shakespeare yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> enemies and stuff like that yeah, yeah. and typically Japanese storytelling yeah it's just telling a story there doesn't have to be this kind of end where everything's wrapped up yeah um, it's like 
True Detective, like the, as a series. I, I speak only of like the first season because that was, I think, the best and the most popular out of it. It was, yeah. I Absolutely. know that I had friends that said they didn't like it because it didn't have a clear cut ending. I go, but why does everything have to yeah. be mm-hmm. straightforward and follow a formula? Why can't it end and just have you guessing? Yeah. And end but like also, that, like, look, I, 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 I 100% agree, but I've seen terrible horror movies where they try it. Yeah. And then it's it like, there's no ending. There's no ending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, credits. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. I'll go take it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't always work. And you're like, right. don't you do it. You can sense the ending coming where they, they're about to cut you off. Yeah. Don't you do it, you motherfuckers. It oh my God, they did it. Oh, it even frustrates of shit. me where they mm. get a movie done right. And I mm. think that they've done like, you know, like an ambiguous ending where you go, oh, anything could have happened. Left it open for whether it be a sequel or just leave yeah. it open in general. Yeah. And then. Now that we're in the generation, and now we like, have the post credits, yes. and it just ruins. Like mm. if if they, reveal I love it, it because a lot of the post credit teasers had not necessarily come to life the way they teased it to be. Yeah, but it leave it plants a little seed of like in the next eighteen months you're going to be thinking about this, but motherfucker, yeah. Mm. yeah. It speaks of uh, you know we, the, the, there's a business plan that goes beyond one freaking movie. Oh, for sure, man. But I think also with, with the way Marvel's going, is they're planting many seeds at the moment. Um, if you look at how they've done their post-credit scenes and their post-credit um, teasers, at the moment what they're doing is there's many, and I think it's like the arrows into the sky analogy where yeah, they're yeah. going to say what's successful and which ones hit really well because they're diversifying their phase four and beyond yep. cinematic experience because there's going to be a lot of sci-fi, a lot of oh, horror, man, a lot just, of everything. It's, right? it's, it's, it might not feel like superheroes yeah, by the end of it. It's kind of, uh, you know, done by corporate blueprint, though, isn't it? It's like we. This is our master plan for the future, um, and um, and and these are all the irons that we have in the fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Oh, and that's our model. No, no one else could afford to do that, though, could they? Really? No. no. DC is more like they won the three million on Thursday yeah. with Joker, mm. right? <laughs> it was a bit of a lotto. They won, it paid off, and they're like happy, but they don't have the continuity or the understanding how to diversify and, and expand on it sustainably the way marvel and disney does unfortunately it, it would be interesting yeah i don't know but look 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 at what um joker did is it is that because it's it's broken free of the formula and everyone's yeah. just a little yeah. tired of it maybe yeah. that's it that, that yeah another another segment that didn't make the cut last time was uh, the birds of prey chat right um we had a quick chat about that before the movie came out and i looked at some of the reviews and and also the box office in the past week and they, they're in the green yeah. 10 days in they're in the green they're doing well but the budget was like 90 mil it wasn't the Avengers 500 or 600 yeah. mil right so the budget was small and conservative they're in the green and people still kind of speculate whether or not they're successful but then when you measure it against Ford versus Ferrari from the same budget and same box office yeah. it's exceeding it yeah. but it's still considered a failure for the genre that it's in right Yeah, because it's got a different audience and it's past 18 and shit like that um, Plus, but, you've got the words Harley Quinn in it. You yeah, know, like, yeah. So. I, I, I do think that in, with a lot of movies, you see a downturn week two, three, four. With Birds of Prey, which they've now renamed it, um, it's actually gone up. So hopefully people pick up on it. I haven't seen it yet. We were intending to see it this week. Look, you couldn't really, as much as, you know, uh, putting a bit of negativity on it, it's not always good, but... You couldn't really go backwards from Suicide Squad. Like, it was generally panned from, like, almost everyone. So, yeah. Have you, know, you seen Birds of Prey? No. Oh, okay. 
Mostly, I think, because I saw Suicide Squad. Not but, that but I, I didn't. But the people have seen both say it's much better, though. And I mean, like, probably should be. Like, but whereas, isn't it funny how if you look at uh, franchises that have sequels where the first one has been really popular, hmm. it's normally, you know, oh, like, the second or third one's shit. You know, like Robocop, you know, anything like that. Yeah, what's, like, what's the next version of that then? Is it like Harley Quinn is actually a. A uh, heroin addict that's resulted to prostitute that finally flips it, you know. I, I'll 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 stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, in the comics, she's kind of an anti hero. She's on the side of the good guys. She's pretty much DC's Deadpool. She's dead, DC's Deadpool. Yeah. So so the real measure of that should be Deadpool 1 because it's yeah. R18, it's blah, blah, blah. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. I'm going to go watch it, but I haven't watched it yet. Um, but going back to your Robocop, man, um, we, we promised in the last episode too that we chat about indie characters and indie comics and indie shows that's actually transcended the genre that it was established in so if we look at he-man that we've spoken to two bits about animated toys comics no comics no the, toy uh, toy, toy animated, animated comics. toy Sorry, animated right. comics yeah movie yeah comics yeah. animation and, 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 <laughs> yes it shows you it, it, the origins not necessarily the comic part right? yeah, yeah. Um, and and there's there's many of them and and I spoke to to Joe the other day and and he also said that you know it it would be great to say look let's put it out on the table what is success in that area like Aliens Predator who started off as movies moved to comics as Dark Horse and Dark Horse was always technically indie at that point in time right yeah I, I think it's 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 and a Robocop yeah yeah it's a blurred line now at least with I, I would say like especially. Dark Horse and even IDW, now that you see that the majority of stuff that they release now are licensed yeah. things. So, I mean, like, how... And they come and go with them, yeah. too, now, right? But, I mean, like, how indie can you be if you're releasing, let's say, Jim Henson's Dark Crystal comic, or you've got, like, the Power Rangers comics, or, uh, you know, down... You yeah, know, yeah. Even, I mean, like, Hellboy's pretty mainstream as a character now. Maybe not so much comic. But he's broken but, through that. He's broken yeah. through that. So people but, know Hellboy, but they might most likely know Hellboy as the TV, the movie, not the comic, right? And in this day and age, you don't see too many original, like, IP at Dark Horse. I don't think they care for it anymore. Yeah, so, I mean, mm. like, at what point do we go, you're not really indie anymore? What are you doing? What are you saying? They're just picking up the, the Yeah, the, they're the getting scraps, licenses. The but that's what they did in the 80s. In the yeah. 80s, 90s, yeah. Dark Horse Presents had The Mask. Yeah. It had Predator. It had Aliens. It had... Um, well, maybe it's so many thing that, I don't know. I don't like, know these yeah. guys. You, yeah. you're, you're but what they did is they, they extended the storylines and the, the life of the characters beyond what you saw on the screen. Yeah, right. okay, gotcha. Um, I think this is where you... And, and ironically, a lot of the stories that were written in the comics in the 80s, early 90s, became the next movies. Yeah. yeah. So it became the common ground. Mm. Right? Because um, you look at franchises like Alien, for example. Yeah. Um, when it went through all of the crossover stuff with AVP. Uh and then that's that spewed forth everything from merch through to comics. Yeah, yeah they do. When they, they became they, successful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There were video but, um, games. But then you get the original creators like Ridley Scott back involved and wants to go, you know, like <laughs> reset, please. Let's just hit a big reset button, you know, with um, Prometheus. I'm not too sure what's coming out after. Well, did you enjoy Prometheus, by the way? I know this is I, like I, this is the slowest movie review ever because yeah. it's ten years, what, eight years ago. Yeah. But, I, 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 I liked it. it. I loved it. I loved, I loved it. it. Yep. Yeah, Again, it was semi-god complex. It was 
toned yeah. down colors, the violence, and the it wasn't just an action movie, mm. and it ended with that question mark. It was yeah, great. yeah. I think you know we're we're talking about things where uh, like what brings on success in the ma- mainstream, and things. Yeah. I think it's good that we've got franchises that like Alien, Predator, RoboCop, even down to like things like Alvira and Vampirella, where they've not had anything come out based in the media for a long time. But the comics are keeping some sort of relevance yeah. in there, and yeah. the fact and that young people and old buy it, it are yeah, buying it's it. You know, yeah. Even down to the fact that there's like Betty Page comics, Betty Boop comics. But I saw that Dark Horse took the J.K. Rowling uh, route with Aliens, so there was that screenplay uh, uh, where they had based on the screenplay for like what would have been the fourth movie or whatever it was going to be cursed child or something is that the one you're talking about (laughs) well the harry potter yeah yeah but in dark horse then thought well we've seen how a screenplay released as a script works dark horse had the fourth alien movie i think it was yeah they had the script for it and because no one wanted this movie or they couldn't make it and uh, stayed in development hell they gave it to a bunch of big name like creators like in comics and they released a comic of it so which they technically did gestalt did with everyone knows the movie repo man with emilio estevez yeah, yeah. yep, yep. so I, I enjoyed that yeah it was a good movie mm, yeah but it was technically a flop yeah no one wanted it but there was always a script for a second movie and they went and made a book i think it's called something like Waldo's Great Escape or something oh, okay. like that and Gestalt an Australian company released it so if you were a fan of Repo Man yeah, you, can you had two options you either that. go and watch yeah. Mighty Ducks or <laughs> you get this comic it's, so. it's funny that because a lot of the stuff that for, like from my own experience I love Blade Runner when I saw it in yeah. you know, what was it the early 80s um, I, I was still remarkably young back then you weren't even born I wasn't but... even a twinkle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, uh, and then there was that big void, you know, everyone's like, what happens after this? And they picked it up in fiction. Like, uh, I think his name was Richard Jetta, wrote Blade Runner 2. So it it makes, when you, you, you swap over into different formats and makes it available, no one wanted to make... Uh, Blade Runner 2 back in the 90s yeah. or whatever but it, it satisfied you as a as a fanboy that you got to see how some where, where someone else took this after because you had so many questions yeah. and you were just hungry for more you yeah know? and yeah even Dark Horse again did it with Fight Club 2 so yeah. Palinac had a script or had an idea yeah. and he wrote this comic by the way it's not like they handed the script over and someone else wrote it like they sometimes mm. do where it's a bit half ass. He wrote this for a comic, like, based off his script. So he did it. So you got what would have been the second Fight Club movie, and now they've done the third one. So there's technically a, a Fight Club 3. Yeah. Wow. But the last two are only, like, comics. Then There's no movies yeah. on them. So. But that, that, you know, when when people start looking at that and they go, do we leave it alone? Or do we do it, you know? After and, and I what it does number two, but, they should have left it alone. Can, can, <laughs> no, no, no. But, but the thing is, you're dealing with probably, yeah. in the most part, two completely different audiences. Yeah. Aren't you? You've yeah. got the, 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 the people who saw it, the film, you know, at, at the cinema, and then, you know, you've got the readers of, of yeah. uh, an indie comic. So, yeah. 
You, you and, can and explore think, with that without risking the franchise, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, is true, it, true. Yeah. And I think they did that well with Star Wars post the comics. Like I think the comics ended at issue 107, hmm. and then they started the mini mini books and the, everything else. They expanded the universe while they were getting shit together to do oh, more movies. Conan yeah. the Barbarian. Yeah, that which came one. first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. The Conan um, little the mini comic. book. The, the, no, the books. There was the books. Oh, they came first. Yeah, like oh, yeah. Conan yeah. And the, of Angelia or yeah, something like that. The novels yeah. came first. Yeah, the novels that, came first. Oh, no, is that Tarzan or Conan? Um, the, the creator. Doyle. Doyle. Arthur Conan oh, Doyle. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's Sherlock. Is it Sherlock? Yeah. I think that's Sherlock. No, oh. Richard E. Howard. Uncle Howard. Oh. Uncle Howard. <laughs> Reach it out. Yeah, so that predates it. But, but again, with the comics, and that's something I was talking to Corey Farron about. Cock. They had a... <laughs> cock. Um, with the comics, that with Conan, um, they had a Conan prototype called yep. Star the Slayer. It was pretty much Conan with a different name to see if it works. Yep. And then they brought out a adult graphic novel in the early 70s to say, yeah, does this work? And yep. then they introduced him into comics and he got his own comic or 60s or whatever. And, and it works. I mean, that, I, I feel like, and this was the commonality when I met you, Ben, where yeah. we had things in common without knowing we had things in common because yeah. we could talk about shit across genres. We had the games, the movies, yeah. the toys, the comics, yeah. and one influences the other, and they, they, they become this little, it's a bit of a feeding frenzy where sometimes it doesn't even matter where the original IP comes from, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and that's why that's why I think to a degree the one success will always help the rest. I mean, yeah. like look at Spider Man. Now we're doing this in reverse of what we've been talking about. Spider Man uh, has always been a comic, you know, since Amazing uh, Fantasy fifteen. It's had numerous uh, video games throughout mm. its time. Numerous movies. The the latest Spider Man game. Was that popular, even though it did not follow that a Spider-Man single... Game. That Spider-Man game? Yeah. It did not follow a single storyline and reinvented characters as well. So, you know, yeah. like characters that you knew that you had set in your head of what it looked like could look completely different, you know, in this game. It was that popular that they ended up doing like a reverse engineering where they were making comic books based on what this the game video was game. Doing, yeah. Yeah. Like they but had that's where, injustice. Like, even down to no well the injustice uh they wrote it at the same time concurrently so they what happened with but injustice the design and the game programming would have happened months years before it did but at the same time what the first inkling of an injustice comic as far as i know was if you got the collector's edition of the first injustice game uh when you pre-ordered it you got this hardcover book strategy guide that you know uh, had all this part. and at the back had I would, I guess you'd call it issue zero. Like right at the back yeah. had like a, what a comic could be yeah. like. So as far as that, the way that I see it is they were probably planning on how they could incorporate a comic with the game. Much like what they did with Marvel versus DC. Uh, no, ma- not Marvel Capcom. versus, uh, no. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat versus uh, Mortal DC. Kombat. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. A, yeah. a Which comic was the injustice came out DC. at the same Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. At the same time. Those games, and yeah, and then there was um, Marvel versus Capcom, all of those, which I imagine then go to make, you know, um, into, what, they made books out of it? I'm I'm ignorant. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, but with those ones, when you've got things like Dreamcast and that, that were doing the Marvel versus Capcoms and like the Sega 32X, you know, like when they would turn into CD, they had the 
they had games for those before mm. uh, there were ever comics. But I think they saw the popularity of both, so that when it did come yeah. time for uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC, uh, I think that was around the time was it that the Warner Brothers bought. You Would know, they do Marvel versus DC? Have they done? They Marvel? have. They've been yeah. the comics. Yeah. No, 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 um, no. no, no. Uh, again. On a game, because the thing is, right, the, the reach with video games I think it would break is, Disney. Is, is, like, yeah, it would. There's too much comic books, there. and you guys yeah. are the minnow in the entertainment worlds as far as a group of people yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. The, the big ones are really gamers. Oh, and, for sure. And, Look, um, I'm under no goes. illusion that that's the truth, because yeah. the one game release could put a fucking into comics, because yeah. the one game could give them as much revenue for Disney or, or, or yeah. DC um, as all their comics for a year well and what's the effort going into creating it versus the the results and it did it did i mean like even down to if we think of like toy lines and we we spoke about funko pops at the Mm. start of this episode there's been funko pop comics you Mm. know and variant covers and all this because they go like hold on these people that have found this i guess fandom with these toys Mm. that seem to do like cash over fists, you know, like without even batting an eye, they mm. walk around. I remember the first San Diego I went to, Neville warned me. He goes like, this is going to be insane. You're not going to believe it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I had expectations. I'm walking around people, like with people that have bags, like Seriously. over a meter off the ground. Yeah, yeah. Spend grand, with fu- a few grand. Oh, with, 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 with Funko um, Pops. Um, yeah, of exclusives and stuff. Because they yeah. all want to, you know, that night before they go to bed, they put it on eBay, yeah. flip it, and they use that money for the And not only that, but like the fact that how many people were in line. So in in the uh, the the center, they have a, a, a FedEx built in there for oh, yeah, that yeah. reason. Yeah, so you can pack and so ship, they're literally yeah. just going straight across there. Everyone has like massive, you know, I call them the market bags. Yeah, yeah. The, the white, blue, and red the bags are massive. Ones, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Massive ones of them filled, like multiple, and I'm like, I'm like, easily, like you could look at that and go like two bags, probably a grand in each, yeah. easily. I'd love to get. So they went and did the comics, yeah. going well. If fans, we need like to this. get yeah. someone on here, right? That's that's like part of that new wave of of new toy collectors because we're both old school. Yeah, yeah. We're all old school, really. Yeah. But when yeah. we talk about figures, you know, because they'll have this yeah. special release of some sort of um, giant. Yeah. Yeah, same same level of speculation that goes yep. into it. Like, there's a one in fifty. Yep. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like they and did just... with the the Pokemon ones. So like, oh, I, I play a lot yeah. of um, modern video games as well as retro stuff. And so I can't remember. Like sometime last year, like late last year, the latest Pokemon game came out, and the Pokemon <laughs> games are probably one of the most popular games that you get. And I love them even now, even though I grew up with them, and they change, they do things. But I was like, holy shit, I'll get this game. Those Funko Pops, you know how they do different sizes and shit like yep, that? Yep. They released whatever the biggest size is. Like, I think it's like a 12-inch or 6-inch or something like that. Uh, one of Pikachu. Now, anyone that knows Funko Pops knows that there's no detail in them. They're like yeah. pretty much like a minimalist statue, yep. if yep. that. Yep. And I saw like EB Games selling this Pikachu, which is a simple designed character anyway, like even yeah. at the best of time. And it's selling for like $60 for this... Yeah, lump of plastic yeah. that has yeah. no detail. It's all, nothing. It's, but it's, a, it's an emotive it's purchase, out. right? But there the thing is, right about that is, like what marketing do they do behind it other than making them available? Yeah, nothing, nothing really. Nothing. Yeah. I'm sure. Look, look, I think we think that, but I'm sure there are sites who say 
Number 523 in the series will only have a 10,000 run. Yeah. Because oh. he's got a red eyeball. This... But the same character will be the next one in three months. Yeah. And there'll be 100,000. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's going to want to buy the one yeah. with a red eyeball type oh, of thing. But right? the, I, I consider marketing, uh, you know, the, the, like I'm talking about at stuff. scale, yeah. you know, yeah, on scale, yeah, not okay, not yeah. not a website not that's maintained. Analytics or yeah, that's yeah. where I was astounded when. So when Neville invited me to my first San Diego, the first thing that you do Thank in God you my said age, San Diego. yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, salad, no, salad bowl party is. <laughs> is I was like, astounded. Well, <laughs> I'm going to start doing more of my research. I want to see what this place looks like. I. You know, all this Don't so, walk in cold. Yeah. So I went onto Instagram. You'll be like a Sims character age. who just walks into mm. a wall if you're there the what, first what, what, day. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Flappy Bird hitting all these pipes. Uh, I looked up San Diego Comic Con. Uh, and I think I used the hashtag like uh, 2016. So the year before I was going. You know, yeah. I wanted to see recent stuff. And I would say out of 10 posts, eight were Funko Pops, whether it be like just a photo of like what a pre-order would be on the website. Yep. One would be a cosplayer. Dressed as a Funko Pop. Oh. <laughs> no. yeah. And then one might be where it shows a picture of like the hall, like a crowd or something like that. Yeah. Like even the fact that like Funko Pops made the cosplay fandom look minuscule. I was like, yeah. but they're the toys and mm. cosplay you see everywhere. Yeah. And yep. even still, like it overran it, and I, I do yeah. think there's a commonality there where Funko Pops is like back when we were collecting sticker books, yeah. right in the eighties, where it was what what are they called? Um, Panani, 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 they're still sticker? around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember we had and you had the Thundercats on, so you could go to a big convention, spend a few bucks, and walk away with something that's yeah. cool. And and they there might be a hologram one or yeah. a See, one. And I think the Funko Pops are a three D version of that. Yeah. But there's like there's a something there that people appeal to that's cool. It's a keepsake, blah blah blah. And I thought and every now and then there's one that could make you buy your house for you. I thought that that's why people collected, right? Not everyone can go and buy like artifact statues or mm. you know like sideshow collectibles or anything like that, or even like Amigo. Like you yeah, know they yeah. can't afford that. So I always thought that. Uh, Funko Pops were like the uni student equivalent. You know, you can afford to get a $15 one. Yeah. Or this. I thought that until the exclusives come out where and, like... And, and I they work sold out, out that, pre, yeah, pre-launch, yeah. I could buy an artifact statue cheaper than that yeah, furry yeah. Pikachu one that yeah, comes it shows out. You, man. You know? It shows you. And, and maybe we're just naive to the market. Like, oh, look, like, I think for, for all of us here, we've, we've, there's a big gap for us in, in all of that yeah. newer stuff. What we need is a millennial. Yeah. Mike, you're too yeah. old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we need to replace you, Mike. Well, supposedly millennials started in 85. Yeah. The term, uh, is anyone born after 85? So I'm a millennial. But, oh, lucky you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But <laughs> That's a moniker you yeah, yeah. with, yeah, with pride, isn't it? <laughs> 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 Yay. Yeah, being a millennial, yeah, yeah, go yeah, and give yeah, me a yeah. deconstructed coffee. Yeah. Um, so uh, look, I, I, at, at the fear of running longer than Die Hard, we mm. should probably call it a wrap. Yeah, uh, yeah, this was awesome. I think the 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 next big one, obviously, is Supernova. I'm really excited about it. Get you guys on stage. Yeah, I've, 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 you've, you've been people. on panels before. How many uh, panels per few? How uh, many? 15, 15. 15. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's my phone. Some it's big a guy who's hassling me about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. 
Um, oh, I shouldn't be texting uh, you. Well, well. No, no, I know, I know. He's got the eighty-eight figures, but he wants too much from, so oh. he can just put yeah. him down. Oh. If you're listening, sorry, dude, you're asking too much for him. <laughs> <laughs> too bad, so sad. Yeah. yeah. So I guess like next time anyone's gonna be hearing is yeah, live, live, live. live. It'll be our first live podcast. We've done yeah, obviously panels. Yeah, and it's a different beast, but um, the way we're going to manage and handle yeah. it. To keep us on track because usually i mean we're an hour and 15 in now right yeah, yeah. um and we've got 45 to 50 minutes there uh we'll probably so, waffle so, on about one so subject what, for yeah, yeah. half an hour so yeah. yeah so what we what we tend to do with panels is a lot of moderates it and pushes us along yeah and i think that might be a good way to introduce it so yeah. that on the podcast we don't get stuck on one yeah. subject and faff on oh panels. absolutely and considering the proximity of cosplayers to us we might we might yeah. stimulate a mic cosplay rant that <laughs> <laughs> can go on for at least 45 minutes <laughs> no we should, we should bring him on stage <laughs> close your eyes and punch <laughs> please come up here put your bag down while you take photos with the audience fans <laughs> <laughs> alright no that's cool alright see you guys see everybody ciao, in ciao. two weeks see you in two Melbourne weeks. supernova yep Thanks all. Buy us beers. Buy us beers. Yeah. After the event. Yes. <laughs> or before. Or before. Uh, or before. Cheers. Bye. Wait, wait, wait. Before you press stop, if you've made it this far into the episode, we'd really appreciate your feedback. Whether it's on Spotify, Podbean, or Apple, iTunes, Spotify, whatever they fucking call it, just hit subscribe, like, and share, and give us any feedback you want. We'll really, really appreciate it. We're here to entertain, but we're also here to learn. And we can only learn if we listen to you. Thanks a lot. Thank mm-hmm. you.